Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, managing editor of Fightful.com, your leader in crossover sports combat between uh, pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, all that stuff. We got it all for you at Fightful.com. Right now up on our YouTube, new interviews with UFC heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic and uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Those will air on Tuesday's Holy Smokes MMA podcast, the return of Showdown Joe from Japan. He went over and covered the Ryzen event. Of course, if you all follow us on Instagram, at Fightful Online, you all have seen pictures from that. I'm also posting every day an exclusive photo uh, from my archives. I've done a lot of photography work in pro wrestling as well. So uh, you all will get some of that. In addition, we have just a ton of features up. Uh, Yesterday, we dropped the funniest Fightful Wrestling Moments of 2017. Uh, last week, myself, Alex Pawlowski, Jeff Hawkins did alternate commentary for the Royal Rumble 2005 match. It was a lot of fun. It was Alex's first time watching the match. Jeff hadn't watched it in a while. And I had a bunch of backstage stories that I kind of uh, hunted down for this podcast. Of course, we have a UFC 219 post show. Tons of stories up there. Tons of exclusives. I got that Fightful Wrestling Weekly that drops every Thursday or Friday. Chock full of exclusives. Our boxing newsletter. We got it all at Fightful.com, my friends. Without further ado, it is time for the award-winning Fightful Wrestling Raw Post Show Podcast. And I am joined by the aforementioned Alex Palowski. Alex, what did you think of the alternate commentary we did last week? That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a blast doing it. Uh, it really reminded me of, of uh, watching the stuff because it was my first time watching it. So uh, watching it with, with buddies uh, on the couch, uh, you know, a few beers in, just just riffing on ridiculous stuff in the Rumble. Um, yeah, I had a blast and looking forward to doing more of those in the future, hopefully. Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, Happy New Year, Sean Rossap. It's 2018. It is 2018, and we have not been demonetized one time this year yet. Not yet. Not it's yet. But then again, Anna's on tomorrow, so it's going to be It's happening. Good, I think. It's at, not only that, when Anna's on tomorrow, technically it'll be the third day of the year for her. So, I mean, if we, we can get through two solid ones in Australia, that's a win. That's a win That for is us. a win. 
Yeah. Definitely, guys, go check out our funniest Fightful moments of 2017. That was a lot of fun to look back and see, and I'm sure some got left out, but I was trying to condense it to like a 35-minute video. Um, it is also on our podcast feed as well. We all the time have shoot interviews dropping on those. I'm I'm, re- I'm releasing those. We have a little bit of a different format on Listen Your Boy where we have one guest a week, and uh, we'll do two segments from each guy, then I'll release the interview. But plenty of those coming up as well. And we will be doing more alternate commentaries. Now, there will be some times, like if there's a, a a slow weekend or something, I might just pop on there and do one at random myself. And there will be times when Jeff and Alex join me. Alex had a great idea with the Elimination Chamber coming up very soon. We are for sure doing one on an Elimination Chamber because that's kind of a longer match that facilitates a full podcast and stuff like that. So, uh uh, definitely go check that out if you all haven't. That was so much fun to do, and I've been getting a lot of positive reception on it. And uh, it's something that I used to do like four or five years when I was I had my own outlet called Cage Passion Media, but the technology wasn't there, and the the, the viewership just wasn't there back then. And it was when WWE Network was just getting its start, and it was it was a lot of fun then, but it's way more fun now. So uh, definitely uh, check that out. We got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Before we get into that, John Cena announced that he was entering the Royal Rumble. No, not much of a surprise, Alex. No, he's obviously going to come back for the Rumble. I mean, you know, he's going to be at the event. It's one of the big four. He's going to be there for that. Um, everyone's like, oh, well, guess who's going to win? I'm like, come on. It's, it's 20, 2018 Cena now. So he's going to show up, he's going to eliminate four dudes, he's going to get knocked out, he's going to disappear until Mania, like, until the build to Mania. Or they'll have something that happens in the Rumble that'll lead it up. I don't think he's winning this thing by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. He's going to have a big showcase spectacle match at Mania that won't involve a title. Like, that's my opinion. Had had the Jinder Mahal project worked, I think that John Cena would have stood an excellent chance at winning the Royal Rumble. Because that's what they like to do, they like to these days seem to give it to the second biggest or I don't want to say second biggest because Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt wasn't even the second biggest thing. But they on last year's they screwed that up. It could have been so great yeah. if they had kept Luke Harper in that title picture and forced Bray in the match at mania to choose between Randy and, and Luke, which one he trusted and he chose Randy and Randy turned on him in the match. They could have done so many cool things with it, but instead, no projector worms. Still bitter about that. Pat Fan and one of our writers says shout outs to Cage Passion Media. Pat actually wrote for me at that place. It was a you all can hear more about it on the MMA industry podcast I did with James Lynch a while back. Also very valuable if you want to learn how to get into MMA pro wrestling media. But it was an outlet that was basically for a local MMA promotion. We took it and made it our own thing, and it was a lot of fun. I did a lot of the stuff that you'll see me toying around with on Fightful. I originally tried out there and uh, kind of honed it and stuff. Also, I almost forgot to mention, Wrestle Kingdom 12, this Thursday, we got live coverage and discussion. Come join us. Uh, chat it up on our board. Chat it up on our forums at 4 p.m. Eastern, tentatively. Now, if I push it back to 4.30, don't worry. We're still doing the show. But myself and Robbie Radford uh, will be doing a show that Thursday. I wanted to give everybody kind of time to watch it. I had to give myself time to watch it, digest it, take some notes. But uh, definitely, guys, look look out for that. And go to our Fightful Wrestling page, uh, FightfulWrestling.com, and look at Brian Rose, our associate editor's deep dive into WWE's 2017. 
I'll have him include that in the fight size tomorrow so you all can get a uh, fresh link to it. But WWE Raw and the roster came into this a little hampered, Alex. Paige got hurt last week. I broke down the, the the injury that happened. It was Sasha Banks, and they did the spot the night before, which if there's any saving grace, Paige knowing that that type of move was coming helps a little bit, but she didn't know it was coming that hard. If you watch Bailey do it the night before, Bailey's weight was all back on the turnbuckle. Sasha's was pushed forward. It was a velocity was much higher. I could see why she's she didn't feel too great after that, but she's in the rumble. So is Sonya Deville. So is Mandy Rose. Braun uh, Strowman had to be taken off of the holiday tour. That was bad. Enzo got hospitalized today, which made for great stories on Raw. Also, uh, Samoa Joe got cut open this weekend. It was it was a rough go of it for the Raw roster, Alex. Yeah, I uh, I heard about Samoa Joe getting had to stop the match for that. Um, you know, I mean, it sucks for the people who paid to see it. You know, the the holiday tour. Because I know if I'm putting down money to go see a Raw show, Braun is like at the top of my list of who I want to see. Um, but I'm happy it was just an illness and he fought through it and, you know, well enough to destroy the lives of two men at the same time tonight. So he's okay. Um, Enzo is Enzo. So everyone's going to be like, well, is it really the flu? Or did he party yeah. too much last night? Uh, and, like, you've created your own reputation, dude. So you can't, like, be mad at people for thinking that. But I'll admit, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, Enzo, what are you doing? Getting IV fluids. <laughs> um, but, you know, honestly, what we got out of the Cruiserweight division tonight was a happy accident. We were never supposed to get anything like that. And what we got was a lot of fun. We'll get to that. But some things, you know, it turns out to be all right when, when people miss stuff. But I'm, I'm happy Paige is okay because that was scary, that video. I'm happy that a lot of them seem okay. Samoa Joe's all right. Braun Strowman's all right. By all indications that I hear, Enzo's going to be okay, and Paige is going to be all right. That's good. I, I particularly worried about Paige, and it's something I brought up several times on the podcast, Alex. That type of neck injury, it, like it's almost uncharted ter- territory for a woman in WWE because Nikki Bella came back, and you saw what happened. She re-injured herself. Lita came back, but Lita... Lita was a moonsault and some really rough bumps. Like she didn't <laughs> often bump ideally, like how yeah. how a lot of people would would want to do it to protect themselves. And she didn't wrestle that long after that. A couple years, she was done. So Paige is much younger too. So there's there's a lot to to watch out for here. Uh, opening segment: Kurt Angle welcomes us to Raw and reveals that the Women's Royal Rumble will have the same rule as the men's. I am stoked about this. I'm cool with 30. And to me, you can't have the big mother goose celebration with Stephanie and then do 20 women. You can't just do that or say, oh, well, the middle rope. And I didn't think there was any chance. Like people were asking me, well, is it going to be the middle rope? Are they going to go over the middle rope? And I thought maybe a 5% chance, but it's hard for me to imagine that they would have over the top rope battle Royals and NXT with regularity and then deem this, oh, it's through the middle rope. Yeah, I, I always figured it was going to be um, uh, over the top. I mean, through, through the middle doesn't make a lot of sense. That's just the, the, whole, the whole point of, of a Royal Rumble, any kind of over-the-top battle royal, is that if you don't go over the top, you can hang out on the apron, you can yeah. roll to the outside, all that kind of stuff. It was like, shout, oh. shout out to my Fightful Books It podcast, Royal Rumble Changes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm really happy for this. Uh, I, I always thought it had to be 30. Like back in September, uh, well, uh, when Oscar was slated to, to make her debut on Raw, I uh, mapped it out, and there was a really easy way to get to 30. That was back when Paige wasn't back back yet. Um, well, I, <laughs> I still included Emma in there because she was still involved, but they can easily get to 30. And my opinion is I don't want to see a lot of retreads from the past like people who aren't actually going to be active members after the Royal Rumble. Man, what is wrong with you? You were the Grinch, the Royal Rumble Grinch. Yeah, I I, I prefer to around with tape on your hands, stealing money from the Salvation Army, and like you're <laughs> taking over Nakatomi Plaza, like all this yeah. stuff. You were the you got to have a couple surprises, man. Oh, no, hey, one or two is fine. I had, I saw somebody with a list of like ten, like bring it back. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe a list of and, potential ones, sure. Well, you know, people that they wanted to come back, and there was nobody from NXT, and I was like, I want to see mostly from NXT. Even if they don't then make the jump immediately, introducing them to a WWE audience on a major scale like that, like they did with Ty Dillinger last year, could be a big thing. But personally, I want Billy Kay and Peyton Royce to enter at the same time as like numbers 26 and 27 and come in and do a great showing and then stay on the main roster. Like that's I think eventually, eventually a match between those two and the Bella twins is like a passing of the torch, like duo type of thing. But as we look back there, like, okay, there've been a couple of Royal Rumble surprises. Ty Dillinger last year, AJ Styles the year before that. The last couple of years, I don't remember like a ton. I mean, the year before that you had, Boogeyman, Bubba Ray Dudley, Diamond Dallas Page. But these days, it doesn't seem like they're that concerned about it. And when I talk to Court Bauer, like, you guys would be shocked to believe this, but I did some legwork for this uh, Royal Rumble (laughs) podcast I did. And I asked Court a lot of information about, from a writer's perspective, what they knew and how they would pitch things. And he said that there were a lot of times when – he's either experienced or heard Vince McMahon saying it's not about the old stars. It's about the guys we have. So, uh, and I'll reference a Jimmy Van tweet that kind of negates all that uh, and relates to the club anyway, but you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, cool thing. I just love this time of year. This is the wrestling Christmas for me, not, not WrestleMania, the Royal rumble. It's just something I grew up really, really enjoying and, it's reflected in the type of content we have at Fightful.com, just all the retro Rumble pieces. I got a live tweet to 2017, or not live tweet it, but re-retweet. I got a tweet about it, so I can do a piece on it. But I'm glad that the women are on the same plane as uh, as everybody else. Somebody asked if I'm doing Wrestle Kingdom predictions today on the podcast. I doubt it. I'll probably do it on the SmackDown show because I'll have a little time at the end. So after this, Cesaro comes out. Sans mouth guard, just days after I ran a story in my Fightful Wrestling Weekly about how somebody backstage told me that Vince McMahon thought it was hilarious. (laughs) So I guess he got tired of his toy. (laughs) Decided to not care about it anymore. Uh, He and Sheamus aren't happy about the nepotism as it pertains to Jason Jordan and Kurt Angle. And Jason Jordan isn't happy about the accusations of nepotism. Yeah. Now, perhaps my favorite thing about this entire experience of this first segment and first match, Alex, is that Seth Rollins, 31 years old, is the wily veteran taking a youngster under his wing. And it's awesome. It's so great. He's born for that role. 
He lived through Wrestling Society X, goddammit. <laughs> he is the vet. Yeah. No, he's uh he was great in this in this segment. Uh I I do um love the idea of um hey, uh last time last week we teamed for the first time together. We didn't really like each other before, and now we're champs. So I'd like to keep these belts as long as possible. And you seem like your mouth is going to get us in a lot of trouble. So um, why don't you calm this stuff down? They're like Cass and Enzo. If Cass and Enzo just met, you know what I mean? Like, hey, dude, you're, you're also if Enzo could work and could throw dudes around. Um, it, but it seems like, you know, it's great. I love this new Jason Jordan. There's a backstage segment that made me fall in love with Jason Jordan. This, this guy is great. Uh, the match that they had with Cesaro was really, really fun. Um, this, this has the potential to be, again, there's these things that happen. If Dean doesn't get injured, this, none of this happens. And I think this could be the start of a really great 2018 for Jason Jordan. All because Dean goes out for nine months or whatever it's going to be with a torn triceps. And they, they, had to, they had to panic and figure out something else on the fly. And he's shining in this storyline. So it, it's just, it's like a sad, it's a happy accident that Dean got hurt and they're able to still use his, like a lot of times when people get hurt, they don't bring him up. Yep. Like Big Cass isn't brought up at all. Never. Never. Dean Ambrose, whether it's whoever's cutting the promo or whatever, he's been more visible and more mentioned now than when he was on the damn show. Yeah. One one reason why he and Renee Young are like in the crowd at UFC 219. Like, oh, didn't expect that, but good for them. Samoa Joe keeps bringing Dean up, which we'll, we'll get to, but very very wise. Go ahead and mention the the Jason Jordan thing backstage. Okay, so so it's this great thing where where Seth uh, goes and talks to Roman in the locker room, tells him, you know, I'd like for us both to remain champs for a while. Don't don't fly off the handle and go after you know Samoa Joe and, and get yourself to qualify so you lose the match. And Roman does his thing where he's like, "Man, this guy's a punk. I'm gonna punk him out because he's a punk. He's a punk punk, and I'm gonna punk him." And so so then he's like, he's like, "Okay, fine, just just settle down." And then Jason Jordan comes in and he's like, "Hey, I just want you to know, me and Seth, if the bar gets involved, we got your back, bro. Believe that." And he walks away. I was just like, he totally knows. Jason Jordan totally knows who this character is. And when you find that as a performer, like, I know who this guy is, all of a sudden everything changes. And this this guy who's total overachiever, he absolutely is being played favorites with, but he resents the implication that that is happening. All this stuff, all the layers, Jason Jordan is finding out what this what this guy is, and it's beautiful to watch. Roman Reigns the night after WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, that's... When you just find that groove and you embrace it, I don't remember, like, there hasn't been a Roman Reigns promo that I've looked at since that time and been like, that was crap. Like, yeah. I, I can't think of anything, any situations they put in that guy, they put that guy in. And if Jason Jordan takes control and embraces this character and what it's supposed to be, man, I just the things that we could see out of this guy. Uh, his dropkick is great. I'm very much looking forward to... Uh, Cesaro and Jordan matches for years to come, hopefully. He, Jason Jordan has got to get some gear, though, that makes him not look like he's the leader of the bar. <laughs> it's, he's either got, that or maybe, or maybe the bar should wear a different color. 
He's got other colors of gear. I've seen them. Yeah. He could, he He's could, got Steiner's gear, for the love of God. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Cesaro works over Jason Jordan's leg masterfully. Just just so well. So well. Uh, Rollins, being the wily vet, is great. Like He's shouting instructions to him. And before this, he said, I came down here to see you lose. And Jason Jordan goes, did you really just say that? <laughs> I'm, I'm liking the uh, chemistry. Rollins intercepts Sheamus. Jordan hits his finish for the win. Does that have a name yet? Because I don't think it does. It's it's a wheelbarrow neck breaker. So I mean, or not? Maybe not a wheelbarrow neck breaker. It's like a backdrop neck breaker. I don't know. It's nice. It fits him. So whatever works. After this, Bray Wyatt is in action, and I got to say, I like this match against Apollo Cruz. Uh, Apollo hits the old helo, which Eddie Guerrero used to use all the time. I loved it. I liked Booker T calling out Apollo Cruz for like hitting the helo, then the elbow drop, and then when he didn't get the three count, he switched to a headlock. Booker T was like, "No, why would you do that? Stay on top of him." It's like in MMA when a guy rocks his opponent with punches, and when they're woozy, he presses him up against the cage and goes for a takedown, like. Stay on the high the, the the offense. Keep the guy reeling. Wyatt added to his arsenal. He had a nice uh, rope hung jawbreaker. That's something I've not seen Bray Wyatt do often. Alex is add to yeah. his offense. Yeah, I'm really hoping that this is the beginning of a huge rejuvenation for Bray Wyatt. This whole thing with Matt Hardy, because this was a this was a very good match. Like maybe we've all just been over over hoping for, for Apollo Cruz. Maybe his thing is to be the guy who's a likable enough babyface, who's entertaining in the ring and can get something out of the heel before he eventually loses. Maybe that's what to be, he's to be is. honest. I, I once thought his upside was like new age, cheesy John Cena. I really thought that was his upside. He, he could listen. They could have done something with him, but they didn't. So this is what you got. And he's doing it great. This was a lot of fun. And it and it had the benefit of making Bray Wyatt look very strong for the first time in months. Like, uh, I, I, honestly, I don't buy any, any, any of his opponents being freaked out by his backward spider thing. But yeah. I believe Dana Brooke being freaked out by it. I, yes. Librarian, statistician Dana Brooke being freaked out by Bray Wyatt, I totally buy and that works. That helps him. Also, um, I love the finish of the match. Bray Wyatt uh, getting caught by an Enzigiri and then being set up for the toss powerbomb to flip it around into a set of Abigail like that. That's how he needs to be hit winning matches. Outsmarting okay, so somebody and hitting that thing out of, out of nowhere. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. This was a fine match. The result was just never in doubt until the very end. And then it was in doubt for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing. This match didn't mean a damn thing. Like, Apollo Crews did really well. Bray Wyatt's offense was good. He like hits, he hits him with the old Husky Harris, like just run him over him with a tank move and clotheslines a guy out of his boots. And it's just, it's good, good high impact offense. And then <laughs> Dana Brooke has never been better than in this moment, in my yeah. opinion, when she is up on the apron inexplicably and she falls on the Titus and Titus bumps off of it. <laughs> and it distracts Bray Wyatt. Now, a lot of times when this stuff happens, I'm like, that wouldn't distract Bray Wyatt. Why would that distract Bray Wyatt? This sideshow that was going on, this circus act 
Yeah. <laughs> it was going down on the apron. Yeah. I don't know how anybody couldn't be distracted by it. And for a split second, I thought Apollo Crews was going to win this match. And as this match was going on, in my mind, I'm thinking, we're about due for a major upset on Raw. Mm-hmm. However, I think they'll do it at Raw 25 and tie it in with the one, two, three kid Razor Ramon deal. And, you know, there, my, there are ways you could do that. But my, my, my prediction is that Kurt, Kurt Hawkins gets his first win in forever on Raw 25. But they did just put out a shirt of him. I, that's true. That's true. Oh, and 200. <laughs> is it Owen 200? Oh. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the number of marks they have. They do the thing and then the cross through. Because I know he just actually made it to 150. So, yeah. So if they think they're going to keep this going for another year, that's fine with me. <laughs> I mean, he's just – its he's good at what he does. He's solid. I don't want to see yeah. it. When they brought him back, I was like, why are they bringing him back? But they're bringing him back to lose in live events and then show up every month on Raw and say, hey, I'm still losing. Yeah. Whatever. Also, the guy did some pretty good shoot interviews back in the day uh, because he really – I don't know if he thought he was going to get back in WWE. And he was willing to say some – he was willing to be very blunt, and I can appreciate that. But I love the finish of this match. It was a really, really great finish for a match that I didn't give a damn about. Shouldn't yeah. have given a damn about. It was a good match. We get a Woken promo, and really it's not the Woken promo that's a story to me. It's just Bray, or It's just Matt laughing. But it's how Bray sells it. Yeah. Because Bray Wyatt, the the deliverance guy, the audio visual tech man who's had worms and all this goofy shit, sells it like this guy's weird. Yep. He's like, haven't you ever heard of boundaries? <laughs> and he's just getting laughed at, and then he's like, uh. Yeah, like, Listen, I found a house in the middle of nowhere and tricked it out with babies hanging from the roof. <laughs> And, Jimmy Van and, offered to buy me that house. And, yes, I remember. And did, well, did, did the backwards ghost tractor come with the house? Because if not, I understand why he, why he passed that up. Hey, but, man, they, they got Google Fiber there. I almost did it. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that Bray Wyatt gets into on the reg. And Matt, Matt Hardy freaks him out. And that's totally cool. Also... I have. I, I'm letting it be known that I am now going to pronounce the word omniscient as omniscient for the rest of my life because I love Bet, Matt Hardy's pronunciations. Ah, it's so great. So there was a lot of great backstage stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Um, I'm a fan of the little inset Royal Rumble announcement things because they did that when I was a kid. I remember every. I used to watch Saturday Morning Mania probably because it's the only thing I could watch before my parents got up i wasn't supposed to watch wrestling as a child you know that's just the type of thing it was frowned upon where i lived and i would love that they would always announce new royal rumble entrance or they would have inset promos announcing royal rumble entrance and we got that out of bailey and we got that out of absolution and they were fine but uh backstage (laughs) alexa bliss is getting ready for her oscar match and she needs nia Jax, and she has been a major cock block for weeks, just Dikembe Matumbo yep. in in a, a blonde white girl's body, just no, 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 not today. Well, <laughs> Nia Jax was not having it. Her chicken soup was getting cold, and yeah. that, that that is not okay. I love that Nia Jax was taking Endo Amore chicken noodle soup. 
that was fantastic. It was real. That's yeah. what you would expect. Yeah. Like that's that's so simple, but it's it not something that you think like, okay, do that on this wrestling show. She's taking right. a guy that she has a crush on, some chicken noodle soup. Yeah, I uh I totally agree. I thought this was a lot of fun. Somebody um, says they need to do a chicken noodle soup on a pole match. <laughs> but then great. but here's the thing. Alexa goes up and she gets it, but she pulls it from the top of the Tupperware and it all dumps out on her. Oh, no. God damn it, pal. It's brilliant. Or, or, or shit. she could have the chicken soup on a pole match with Bailey, and Bailey would be the one to, to go up and get it, but she wouldn't know how to use it because she can't use foreign objects. She'll melt like the snowman in that goddamn commercial, pal. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> Listen, um, I, I'm a fan of what they're doing with Nia Jax right now. It's interesting. It's cool. It's Different. adding a, a layer to, to, to the Enzo stuff. That's cool. Um, I just wish that we hadn't had that weird thing where, like, Nia turned on Alexa for no reason, and now they're best friends again. Because if that hadn't happened, if there was no hiccup in that relationship, you could totally convince me that Nia Jax just loves beating up chicks. And she's found one that she likes hanging out with. And I totally could buy her as being Alexa Bliss's Diesel until eventually you do a real storyline where Diesel turns on HBK. And then you could do that. But having that one hiccup kind of, eh, now it's kind of ruined for me. I I love the idea of Alexa Bliss and Asuka having a real honest-to-God program with Nia Jax as her Diesel that she can bring down to the ring and who can screw up, screw with Oscar. That's a real fun thing. But now it's like, I don't buy Alexa bliss in any way versus Oscar one-on-one. And that's not good for your championship scene. Backstage. Uh, uh, Alexa tries to make Nia choose between her and Enzo and. Hey, sisters before misters. That's what I always say. That, that was not the case in this no, instance. Not. Samoa Joe. <laughs> Like, cuts a great promo, a great promo, but the best line almost made Renee Young crack up. Because he says, Dean Ambrose is now at home living off of his wife's paycheck. He's a phenomenal. He's a house husband. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Backstage, uh, Finn Balor enters the Royal Rumble. Kurt Angle says, Hey, do you have a partner for your Elias? And Ms. Taraj match tonight, and he says, I sure do. And I'm sure you were the same as I. You're sitting there saying, let it be them. Let it mm-hmm. be them. Please let it be them. It was them. It was Carl Anderson. It was Gallows. And you know what? This is one of those situations, Alex, where if they had completely just abandoned all respect for my intelligence, I would have been okay. Just okay. <laughs> I know that we've seen him beat the shit out of them multiple times. Right, right. I, but I would have been fine. But still, he said, I fought against them, I fought with them, and it's much better to have them on my side. Yep. Hose me down. I was happy because, you know, like there's there's not a lot of interest in, in a Finn Balor. There's not a lot of interest in just Anderson and Gallows and their runs. Like their runs, both of them up until this point, left a lot to be desired. We will talk more about them in a bit, but that pop was great. Yeah. Oscar defeated Alexa Bliss. Uh, Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I struggled to keep this at a five on my match ratings. What I do, I start off at a five and it either slides up and down or up or down the scale. Uh, those are released every mo- uh, Tuesday and Wednesday morning after Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views. But so much of Asuka's offense, whether it was her fault or Alexa's fault, missed by a mile in this match. Like asses to the face and kicks and this like hip toss GTS that, Alexa threw her hands all the way down and hit, and the commentator sold like it was the most violent thing in the world. The ass taunts and offense just seem a little weird out of Asuka. She can make them look good sometimes, but whatever. There's also a missed cue for a commercial because they definitely threw to one and worked like they were in one, but didn't go to one for like another solid minute. Uh, in the commercial, though, there was a nice row hung kick by Alexa Bliss that I liked, and then the bow and arrow attack on the back into the, the backbreaker. More good stuff. Alexa pulls out a guillotine, but the crowd just really isn't caring about, the, caring about this match for a long time. Alexa gets mad, throws some slaps at Asuka, and then takes two of the worst drop kicks. And I, I don't think it's on Asuka, per se. It's just they didn't connect. They didn't hit. They were nowhere near anything until the the one off the the middle rope oscar submits alexa i just thought this was not good there was if if that offense had landed smoother like four of those five times i would have thought this was just a fine match but that didn't happen yeah this was disappointing on a lot of levels like i really feel like this is this could be your should be in my opinion your money program for the women's title at Mania, you know, you could you could really do this, and it could be great. Oscar wins the Rumble. Bliss has, has the title. You could run this for 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 months with your best talker in your division cutting promos, and Oscar being silent killer, just stalking Alexa Bliss. That could be great. But this now, I've already seen them wrestle, and I've already seen Oscar be her better. She got her to tap out, and now I don't. It's one of those things where I was praying for the bullshit finish. You know, like for, you know, absolution to run down and attack everybody. Maybe not Paige get involved, but send her minions out to do it. Or Alexa Bliss to take the count out. Um, something to, to make this extend so we see it get a taste of it and it's gone. But we got an actual full-length match during which, it has to be said, Alexa Bliss held her own. But obviously these two don't have great chemistry yet because they're missing certain things. And... Oscar wins by a clean tap out, besting Alexa Bliss. And I, is this the pro, I guess the program? I guess they're going to do 
at the Royal Rumble, but it can't be because I guess uh, is Oscar in the Rumble? That's the thing. I I, I have a she question. Is. I have a question about is that do the women on each show have a title program on the Royal Rumble event, or is it just Charlotte and Alexa not in the match and everyone else in the scrum in the Rumble match? In my opinion, champions in this regard should be allowed in the Royal Rumble match. I agree, too. You can challenge for another championship. That was half of the intrigue during the original brand split is, is this champion going to jump ship? Yeah. And and challenge for whatever. And I still really, really think that the Royal Rumble winner should just be able to choose whatever match they want at WrestleMania. That should be the appeal. That should be part of it but it's not and that's kind of weird but man this match disappointed it wasn't good and they used it they used it on this turd and yeah yeah just was i just didn't like it just didn't like it braun Strowman defeated rhino and kind of heath slater i mean he he defeated both of them i just don't know if heath slater was ever officially in the match (laughs) heath slater's team represents he and rhino who were two men yep yeah I know. And it refers to both one and three man bands. This is this is a uh, a year ago when they had these two guys together and they were they were a you know a slipshod thrown together tag team that caught everyone's attention, won their hearts. They put the belt on them, but they never changed the damn song from I'm a one man band. And I thought, well, eventually the falling out they're going to have have is going to involve Rhino saying, dude, I'm I'm a part of this tag team too. And also, hello, we win all of our matches because I gore somebody. Why am I not involved yeah. in the one-man band, man? So they haven't changed it since then. Uh, I guess they're never going to. But uh, I do love these two guys. Again, as the guys who are fun and over with the crowd who get pummeled by the heel. That's fun. Um, but this whole segment to me, is Braun Strowman's fed up with your with your bullshit promo that <laughs> he got out of the ring to yell and see Slater. He grabbed a mic and he says, Hey you, listen, you got two choices. You either get down off that apron or you can get in the ring and get these hands. And I was like, that's it. I'm I'm in, I'm so in love with Braun Strowman. I am waiting with bated breath for the day that Braun Strowman takes a mic and says, Ho, cash me outside. <laughs> oh, Hoser <he's> so... laughing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's so great. I I I I love this. And the crowd loves this is this was the, the hottest the crowd was all night was for Braun Strowman power slamming Heath Slater and Rhino over and over again. Over and over. And it was um I immediately sent a text to somebody who was at Raw and I said was it supposed to happen that way? And they said, no, but it's a good thing that it did. So <laughs> there you go. I don't know if that means that, that Braun did it on his own or if somebody sent word from the back. I'm going to find out. It'll be in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly this Friday, but that's pretty cool. That is yeah. pretty awesome. And I thought it worked out great. Like, Braun is a babyface. Like, how do you not get behind this guy? This is the WWE's wet dream. This guy. I don't understand what like they must have been waiting for years for a guy like this, this, big, like this. this charismatic, this over who you could you you could put everything behind. And honestly, it, even though the crowd loves him, 
you could find a way to make this guy the most reviled dude in the WWE if you had him attack the right people. But for this point, they just love watching him break shit. And right so, now, this is the perfect time for him. Like, in the 80s, he would have been... He would have had a program with Hogan disposed of, and then Hogan moves on to, like, the Warlord or whoever. But right. And back then, Braun would have had no real incentive to improve. But now he's had, him like, all this incentive to improve. Oh and he's just gotten so good. And, you know, I've had a lot of people say, well, maybe he moves to SmackDown. And if he does, thumbs up. That would be a lot of fun. You know, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and be upset over the potential... Braun Strowman, AJ Styles match. Oh my god! Out. Just hook it to my veins. And Come if you're on. looking for a guy, like you know, back then they had Cena and Batista. Anchor your brands to Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, and I'm I'm cool with that. Now there there is that thing like that almost that Sami Zayn Kevin Owens aspect where I don't really necessarily want to see Reigns and Strowman on different brands because I love that they can always just revisit that with one simple "I'm not finished with you." And all of a sudden, there you go. You got a program. You don't yeah. have to. You don't have to write anything for that. Listen, you just yeah. yeah. This is this is the thing. That, like I know that they they want to do the thing that they're going to do with Roman and Brock mm. at Mania, but if Braun somehow loses, he's going to lose at Rumble. the The night after Royal Rumble, if Braun if Roman comes out and he says, "Okay, fine. I'll, now I want here's a challenge." Open challenge for Intercontinental title, and out comes Braun. The crowd's going to go nuts because they're going to get to see those two guys throw hands again, and you could put the title on Braun or whatever, but you could easily create a whole new package around these two guys again. So, yeah, uh, I'm fine with Braun staying where he is, but, oh, my God, the potential of that AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman match is just, ah, uh, can't wait. WWE Intercontinental Championship. If Roman Reigns gets DQ'd, he loses the title. He defeated Samoa Joe. These guys have great hard-hitting chemistry. There aren't, like, a lot of notes that I can put into a match like this because it's just, it is what it, it, it is what you think it's going to be. It's him and Samoa Joe beating the crap out of each other, hitting each other hard. You know, I... I I don't like Roman Reigns' clothesline. That's really about it. Most most of the offense I really like. Um, I do love Booker T making such a big deal out of Samoa Joe choking Roman Reigns with his own arm, which is common practice in like grappling and stuff. Like you use use somebody's own shoulder and arm to cut off on carotid artery, but Booker T sold it very well. Um it's just good upper card level work. Like there's not like a single move I can point out and say, damn, look at that. Or look at this, look at that. It's just real good stuff. There is one, like there was a spot in the ring where uh, Joe shoved the rain, shoved reins into the ref who threatened to DQ him. And on the outside, I like, I don't even know why they have reins tease using the stairs. I think that's like 1990 pandering trash and stuff like that. Oh, he forgot. Whoa. Okay, sure. Reigns is the master of like wait the very last second kick out, at least in America. Coquina Clutch gets countered into a spear. Reigns retains. This was good stuff. Yeah, uh, this is somebody. I think it was our Fightful Wrestling account tweeted out. Well, I mean, I don't understand. Like, why can you like throw a dude into the steps? But that's okay. Yeah. Like, okay, no, it's very simple. If I hit you with the steps, then I'm DQ'd. But if I hit the steps with you, then that's fine. 
that's not that's just using the environment <laughs> it's a thing that we've we've all kind of just accepted like this the steps if they're stationary sitting there right there then they're the same as if i throw your shoulder into the ring post it's the same deal so eh. but listen uh, i'm never going to complain about these two guys they're very very good together i really liked it i'm not going to lie i was rooting for samoa joe but I'm always rooting for Samoa Joe. I love that guy, and I think he needs gold at some point soon. Um, also, this is the perfect way to get that Intercontinental title off of Reigns if you want to move him up to the Universal title picture and have him not care about this crap going into the Rumble because he's there for the big title. Maybe they're you know? setting up for the first ever one-on-one -on -one match between Kane and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Yeah, because they could be. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> good match, great stuff. So the Zoe train is out, and obviously this all came together this afternoon, but Drew Gulak cuts a promo for Enzo, which is really good, as expected. Cedric Alexander comes out, he wants a match tonight, and they say, we'll give you a match <laughs> against anybody you can get to come out. And Goldust comes out, and the announcers are as confused as we are. <laughs> This was such a goddamn awkward way to set up so a match. Was. So was. Oh, my God. Like, ah, I don't even have an analogy for this. Yeah. It's just yeah. I've never seen a situation where <laughs> Goldust has no issue with the Zoe train, apparently. Like, out of maybe he hates PowerPoint. Or maybe he's like... Maybe Sean Davari pissed him off back in the day or something like that. Those two like, guys, Gulak and Davari, are the two lowest dudes he's ever come across. That's fine. Whatever. Was that a listen, short joke? Might be. Um, listen, this, this whole thing was, again, one of those things where if Enzo is there, we get a match between him and Cedric where Enzo probably retains. And then everyone who was rooting for Cedric is all upset. And they're, you know, boo-hoo. Uh, I would have been rooting for Cedric, and I, you know, would have been wanting him to win, but whatever. Instead, Enzo's not there, and we get Gulak coming out and reading a note from the desk of Enzo Amore on <laughs> yeah. Enzo Amore's personal stationery, no doubt. And he does it, of course. What, like, what oh, do you think his personal stationery is bordered with? Leopard, leopard print, just all leopard the Leopard print the whole way. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so... He also was like, I love that he looks at it and he goes, well, uh, that can't be right. <clears throat> a couple of haters, a couple of <laughs> haters. Like he's, he's, Drew Gulak, I'm going to say this. He is the best thing in the WWE right now. And that's saying something because there's so much. But the I'm waiting it on a curve because I expected, I did not expect this from him. Every week, twice a week, because he's always doing great stuff on 205 Live. He's, he astounds me. He, he does something new and fun and different. So I, I, I love this guy. And this hopefully is the beginning of allowing the cruiserweights to dabble outside of their weight limit. To, 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 to I, I especially am cool with it in a tag team perspective. Right. <clears throat> because I don't think there should be a junior heavyweight tag division in New Japan either. Like a junior heavyweight title, sure. I would maybe rename it because junior has like a bit of a yeah weird connotation to it maybe it doesn't in japan but like a junior bacon cheeseburger i don't know man those are pretty good those are good sometimes, but they're junior 
They're so tiny. Sometimes I'll order those as opposed to like I'll order like three of those instead of one. Of, <laughs> yeah. Because it feels like Wendy's makes them fresher. You know what I mean? Like it does, it does feel that way. It it seems that way. Not to not to get into fast food habits with with you guys, but that's that's how your boy rolls. So in this match, like I wonder if agents, wrestlers, whoever realize that if you turn your back and get your ass kicked for it, it's not sympathetic. I don't want to sympathize right. with a dumbass. Yeah, it's true. And that happens all the time. Yeah. That's your hands down, man's down. You're getting your ass kicked. It's bottom line. Uh, Goldust and Gulak mess up a running bulldog spot, but Goldust still gets you still got it chance right after this. He takes about an hour to set up a body press. <laughs> I thought he was going moonsault. I was so ready I for it. Too. I think I think maybe he thought he was going moonsault. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm going to take the flying cross. He's like, I'll, 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 let Cody, I'll let Cody do that one. Thanks. Um, Goldust in the best shape of his life, nowhere near 205. Lumbar check, win. Fine match. Uh the Bauer Club defeated Elias and the Miztourage. The Miztourage announced that Miz is coming back next week. Can't wait. This is the first time Balor's team with Anderson and Gallows since March 2014. Balor looked thrilled. There's some motivation in Gallows I've not seen in a while. Last time I remember him in the ring, it didn't look so good. Jimmy Van, founder of Fightful.com, who you all can see. Uh, Wednesday's on the list, and your boy had a great tweet. He said, that smile on Balor's face is genuine. Credit to whoever it was for explaining to Vince about the club's past, reminding him once he forgot, and then pushing him after he originally changed his mind, probably twice, about this match. <laughs> I think that is uh, probably really similar to how it went down. Yeah, I, I loved all of this. I don't know what took them so long. But God, it's, they're so great. Like, it, listen, we've been saying this whole for 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 weeks, months. Gals and Anderson are baby faces. Like, they don't behave like it. They call people nerds, whatever. But they're baby faces. They really are. Like, there's these lovable bullies that you kind of hope they're on your side. That it's great. They could they could absolutely. We've said this many times. They could be the new APA. You could be a lot of things. You could do these with these guys. But there's nothing better than teaming them with their old buddy Finn Balor. And relying on that history, Finn looked so happy to be back with these two guys. It's something that you could really work with. And if Finn ever gets back into the main event scene, he's got these two dudes watching his back. Like, that's a cool thing that you can run with, too. And it's really easy to flip all these dudes and turn them heel again because then they're this badass, cool faction, you know? There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. But I, I loved it. And Carl Anderson gets to be completely, you know, they do all this high flying fun. He running did a damn slingshot stuff. body press over the top row. He absolutely did. He got to do some baby face stuff. And Luke Gallows, his hot tag as a baby face is going to be something people get behind. Like, that's going to be a lot of fun. His running body splash, his giant big boot, stuff in the corner. It's all going to go over big with the fans. I'm loving this. Please, WWE, I'm begging you. Don't back out of this. Don't screw this up. It's going to be great for everybody it is, involved. It is the best use of these three guys. 100%. Lesnar comes out. You've heard of Paul Heyman promo before. It was good. Kane comes down to the ring, choke slams Lesnar. 
Lesnar, with the title on, sits up and laughs. I thought that was a great callback to the Undertaker feud as well. Like, little things like that. He cracked Kane with the title, and I don't know if he meant to go over the top rope, but he did. They have a pull-apart. Lesnar is good at these pull-aparts. I mean, it was a little sloppy and stuff, but fights are going to be sloppy. That's what, that's what yeah. happened. I saw somebody say they botched a lot of stuff. It's it's a fight. It's going to be sloppy. That's why, like, when people say, oh, well, they botched this spot, they botched that spot. Okay, when it's Roman Reigns and The Undertaker and they keep trying to balance themselves to go into a tombstone, that's bad. That doesn't happen in fights. Right. If it's somebody slipping and falling down, like if if Shelton Benjamin slips on the top rope and falls down, that happens. Yeah. Shit happens. I thought this was a pretty fair way to close out the show. It made Kane look a little stronger. And, you know, regardless of what I think or you think or the audience in general thinks, Vince McMahon thinks that Kane is a top-level star. And that has been reflected in his booking throughout this year. And even at the end of last year when he was beating like Bray Wyatt on TV on SmackDown and things like that. Um, what do you think of this last segment? Uh, I, I I liked it. Um, I, I, I do like Paul Heyman stuff. He, he, has, he always has good points. Like the only way you can hope to take this belt off of my client is by putting him up against two giant men where he doesn't have to be pinned to lose it. That's a great point. That's a great point. And he was like, I'm not saying you're playing favorites, but come on, people. What do you, what do you see when you look at those stipulations? I also love that he says, I find it hard to believe that Ken, that the Kane is the devil's favorite demon because I've had a conversation with the man down there. Like he's talked to the devil himself. Of course, Paul Heyman has. And then... He ends his promo with well, Father James Mitchell. Incantation in Latin. Some weird crazy he says infernis, like he actually like invokes hell itself in his Latin promo and <laughs> drops the mic to walk off. That's great. That's great. Um I I, I did assume that during the pull apart we were gonna get a raw and Braun was going to join the fray. Uh, but he didn't. I think. I think. The, I think. Honestly, I think. I think the brawl needed that because the crowd was sitting on their hands for some reason during a pull apart brawl. Um, the crowd just wasn't into it, and they were waiting for Braun to come down, and he didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I, this is fine. This is. This is. I guess if you're going to have Brock Lesnar be on Raw, I guess the rule is he's either the first guy out there or the last guy out there. Because either his plane arrives during the middle of hour two or his plane <laughs> leaves during the middle of hour one. Those are the only two options. So, uh, man, that was Monday Night Raw, and there was a lot I liked on this show. Like, it's not a Monday Night Raw that I'm going to think back and say, man, that was one of the greatest of the year, unless it's like a really bad year. But there was a lot of stuff that I liked on the show. They accomplished a lot. It, it's a show I could have missed. I could have missed this show, and that would have been fine. But, you know, I, I I didn't, like, look at it at the end of my three hours and think that I wasted a bunch of time. This is one of those things about, about, uh, about Raw and stuff like that, is that you wouldn't be able to say that if Samoa Joe had won. Because it, That's true. You know what I mean? Like, it was, a, it was a great match, and we're both happy we watched it. But at the end, the status quo was kept. 
we just keep moving on. Roman, Roman keeps the belt, and, and that's it. Um, but if Samoa Joe had won, had beaten Roman, uh, then everyone would say, oh, you got to watch this thing. Samoa Joe's new Intercontinental Champion, which to me is why you want to have at least the illusion of that as a possibility to keep people tuned in. Because too often, you know, like last week, was not expecting Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins to become new tag champs. But now, because they did that last week, I think to myself, especially with the new stipulations they added this week for this IC title uh, match, but I need to watch this live to see if Samoa Joe beats Roman because they've put it in my head that it's possible for these titles to change hands. You can't have too many of these, you know, non-title matches or, you know, matches where the, where the, champion obviously wins too many of those raws in a row before you go back to we got to have a title change hands to keep people glued to the product guys make sure you all visit fightful.com our forums i have an ama post over there where you all can ask us really anything you want uh if you're not visiting fightful.com every day multiple times a day we make it easy for you we're not posting like nine links a day no disrespect to those who do that but uh, little things that maybe don't deserve their own articles. We put those in fight size updates beginning at uh, the beginning of the day, the evening, sometimes at random when enough pile up, but uh, we make it a little easier for you. We keep you from clicking a million things. We do rely on your traffic, but we don't want to make, we just don't want to get gaudy about it. Okay. We don't want right. to get gaudy about it. Right. Uh, so definitely go check that out. We're trying to do a different type of thing. We have all the news you could want in pro wrestling. But I, I also counted it up. Oh, since last year, over 200 interviews across MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. Uh, that's just staggering to me. And uh, thank you guys for all the kind words and the well wishes for Christmas and New Year and all that stuff. It, it really means a lot. And we we couldn't do it without you all. Every week our numbers seem to grow or, like, we, we see new people uh, on the site and commenting on the live coverages and everything like that. Head over to those forums. If there's something you want to see on this website, we're here for you, and we have a great developing team that can make it happen as well. So there's things you do, you don't like about the site, uh, the way it runs, what, what, how it appears on the site. Let us know about it. We're really here to entertain you guys and inform you guys, and we're working very hard. We have a great team of real, honest-to-God journalists doing this job. That's that's a, a perception I want to change is that everybody in wrestling or – MMA coverage, just, you know, we work from home, but we work really hard from home as well. And uh, I just love the community that we've built at Fightful.com, and I want you all to be more of a part of that. We have everything you could ask for over at Fightful.com. Get in some questions. We have a few minutes. Somebody says, what is your favorite match in WWE's 2016 year? Alex, how about you? 16 or 17? Last 17, sorry. 17. Listen, my favorite match, uh, gosh, best or favorite? Because my favorite's got to be anything that, that ends with, with Braun Strowman, you know, or <laughs> involved in an ambulance in any way. Like, the, we were talking about funniest stuff that happened last year on the Fightful podcast. The one thing I kept getting responses from people was uh, was our reaction to Roman turning over the yeah. ambulance because that was kind of spur of the moment crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I – Honestly, the one that comes to mind is is AJ versus Brock. Because, I mean, to think what we could have gotten if they had kept that belt on gender and what we did, we got instead was these two guys' absolute pinnacles 
of the of their types of wrestling working together. That was just excellent. Loved that match. My favorite WWE match of the year was probably the Usos and New Day at Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that one that was, was just so, those guys were great all year. To take a program that maybe had seemed like it was going on a little bit too long, they just did great stuff all year. Also, I loved AJ versus Brock. There were things like Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black that, that stand out to me sick. as just incredible. Uh, I I wanted to put together like a top rated SRS matches of the year thing based on my match ratings thing, but I didn't do that all year. I started doing that originally to take notes for this show because it helped me remember a little bit more. Because, you know, 30 hours of my work week is consuming this content or recording this content. It's yeah. kind of hard to remember. But then I started to put the match ratings on there. People like it. I do it out of 10. Like I said, I start at 5 and I slide up or down. So some people will see like a 6 and think it's not that great. I think that's a good match. But that I gave like that one a 9-something. I gave the AJ Brock one a 9-something. Omega Okada did that. Like very rarely do those get there for me. But... I do those all the time after Raw, SmackDown. I do them after pay-per-views. So check those out. I leave my notes in there. So there might be some stuff in there that I didn't get to on the podcast. But Alex, what are you looking forward to out of 2017's wrestling year, whether it's WWE or otherwise? Gosh. Um, honestly, the thing that comes to mind right now is is NXT. Because I feel like it's in a really great place. And there's so oh, yeah. many things they can do with it. Um, Champa's coming back soon. Champa, there's a as a photo. I I retweeted it of Bobby Roode spotting Tommaso Champa in the gym. He looks like like Stallone in Rambo, like he looks <laughs> totally just jacked to the gills. And my 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 response to that is, oh my god, Johnny Wrestling is gonna die. Uh, listen, I have a very well thought out way that they could absolutely turn. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa into the greatest feud in the history of wrestling. It has the potential to do that because of the way they built it for a year in advance before the turn happened. Uh, I'm going to put that all together before NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and put it all in an article and a column. To like, like, honestly, this thing is so many layers. Uh, um, but I'm looking forward to that, how they handled that probably more than anything in the WWE umbrella. Also, uh, we will have a post-show podcast after that NXT takeover. Guys, follow me at Sean Ross at, follow Alex at Palowski the fourth, follow us at Fightful Online, including on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Go give us a like. We're on, you know, we're on YouTube. If you are listening to the MP3 or the download, like, subscribe, all that stuff helps so much. You click that little bell, the notifications turn on. Thank you guys so much. Check out all of our Royal Rumble features. Until next time, guys, we are out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.